0: the Debbie Delight brought to you by expandtheboxscore.com
1: with your host Ricky Valero and Chris Stoops bringing you all the guys who should be on your fantasy radar this season and leading into your upcoming rookie draft. Welcome everyone to another edition of the Debbie Delight brought to you by expand the box score. I am your host Ricky and I am joined each and every week with my co-host Stoops. How are you buddy? I'm
0: doing fantastic, and I am very, very excited about my fun fact of the week. I already talked to you kind of off off air. I didn't tell you what it was, nope. but I told you how excited I was. You so were
1: very excited.
0: It is something that I, I, I came across before. Um I remembered it, you know, but then it's kind of like you forget it. You know, time passes, you know, and you forget it, but it's always back there. Well, I came across it again, so I was very excited to bring this one up. So it is actually about Baker Mayfield. Oh,
1: fantastic.
0: Yes. He, um, went to Lake Travis high school, um, in Austin, Texas. I actually had a chance. I didn't get to go watch him specifically, but when Johnny Manziel was in school, I went and saw Lake Travis. It's a powerhouse school. They've got quarterbacks year and year and year out. Um, but nonetheless Baker Mayfield was only a three-star prospect in high school. He was ranked 1029th in his class, the 71st overall quarterback, um, 42nd in his position. Um, He was listed as a dual threat and a pro style, depending on where you look at it on on 24-7. But either way, he he was the 71st overall quarterback in his class. And he was 160th in the state of Texas. He only had three scholarship offers um, coming out out of high school. I saw another website where he had a fourth from Washington State. But everywhere I saw, for the most part, was Florida Atlantic, New Mexico, and Rice. Wasn't getting that much, you know, uh, popularity out of out of, out of, out of much um, attraction, I guess you could say, out of high school for scholarships and all that. So he went and walked on to Texas Tech. Um, he actually became the first true freshman quarterback to start a season opener. Um, the starting quarterback he got hurt; he hurt his back. Um, so therefore, Baker got in. Um, which was actually another late Travis quarterback, Michael Brewer. He's the one that actually ended up getting hurt. So nonetheless, did all that, had some pretty solid numbers. Well, he transfers to Oklahoma due to um, scholarship issues. That he was basically a promise to scholarship. Uh, you know, if he does X amount of stats, whatever the case may be, well, he didn't get that scholarship, so he left. Then he became the Heisman Trophy winner, as we all know, with the number one overall draft pick. And then he became the Super Bowl champion. Oh, wait, just kidding. That's going to be this year with the Browns. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but seriously, just the fact that Baker Mayfield has become this just larger than life, you know, persona, and, and just what he has done on the field. We say it every week. I, I mentioned it about Saquon, the work ethic. Like it's just it, it's un unbelievable. It's got to be you know top notch. So, the biggest thing was being ranked one thousand and twenty ninth in his class that, to where he's at now.
1: That's that's absurd. Like that's I mean. You know, he's starting quarterback. He's about to revitalize a franchise that's been in, you know, oh, well, in the doghouse, like Bay forever. You know what I mean? So it, it that's pretty crazy. One, th- like, one, th- like, that's just, I mean, guys like that, it's like, I mean, not to compare situations, but it's like, it's like a Brady, you know what I mean? Drafting the sixth round. He carried that chip exactly. on his shoulder forever. I mean, especially in Michigan, too. I mean, when he battled out with Drew Henson and stuff like that, like, he, that was a chip on the shoulder for his entire life. And I mean, if Baker, who I, who I love. I love his antics. I love everything that he does. And anybody that criticizes him, like first off, anybody that criticized him ever never saw Jim McMahon play because Jim McMahon was nine times worse than Baker Mayfield has ever been. And all he really does is, you know, he's he's eccentric. He's I mean, he's you know, he's got swagger, you know what I mean? And that's what you look for. I mean, I, I love Baker Mayfield. I love him. I do.
0: I absolutely love him, too. Just just, just watching his gameplay on the field. And then even in some of his interviews, you know, where he, he's... I don't remember exactly what was said, but, like, he was clean-shaven or whatever, and then he has a couple of interviews later, and he's got the mustache. And they're like, <laughs> well, what's the mustache about? And he's just like, oh, you know, it's, it's, you just have to have a mustache to understand, or whatever he said. So it's just he's just funny. He just, he's just living
1: life and enjoying every minute of it. Agree, 100%. Well, folks, uh, but actually, before we dive into um, the Big 12, we are going to. I, I decided we're gonna we're gonna pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one game a week that we're gonna talk about. Not really go in depth, but we're gonna pick. We're gonna have a weekly prediction. And the first big big time game of the week is going to be Oregon versus Auburn. So, quick pick. Who do you got, Stoops?
0: I, you know, I'm I'm an SEC guy. Love the SEC, uh, but. I think Oregon's going to win this game. I think Justin Herbert's going to come out strong. Um, They got Juwan Johnson transferred in um, from Penn State, I believe. Um, That's going to be a big, big target for him. So I just think overall, I think Oregon's going to pull that one out.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, Anytime an SEC school uh, loses, a beautiful baby boy is born somewhere. So uh, I'm on the Oregon train too as well. So um, let's go ahead and dive right into the Big 12. Folks, we're going to dive right into the Big 12. Stoops, who are you going to kick us off with?
0: First guy I'm going to talk about this week is quarterback out of Baylor, Charlie Brewer, um, another Lake Travis graduate, actually. So we just talked about Baker, who graduated from Lake Travis. Well, Charlie Brewer graduated from there as well. Three-star prospect out of high school. Again, ranked 826th, pretty low in his class. Wasn't a top-notch guy. Um, Again, ended up going to Baylor. He is a pro-style quarterback. A couple things I really like about him. He's good, and and he's tough on the run. Um, He is not much of a runner, but he is fully capable one thing I wish he would do is get down, learn how to slide. I love when people fight for the extra yards, but not necessarily when a quarterback does it. I know that's kind of a hypocritical thing to say, but a lot of times quarterbacks are are a little more fragile, you know. They like to think they're tough, but sometimes they're just a little more fragile and just would love to see him get down a little bit more. But nonetheless, he is good on the run. Good good touch on the ball. Um real accurate on the deep ball as well, which I absolutely love. You know, you're able to so to, to open it up a little bit more, you can do those short intermediate passes. But whenever you need to go deep, he's got that accurate ball. Um, and he puts it where his guys can catch it. That's always a huge thing for me is you can obviously throw it to a guy. But he essentially puts it where the guy can only his guy can catch it, which is which is just key. And as I said, strong arm. Um, he stays in the pocket real well. He's not you know, he doesn't uh, doesn't start to freak out um, when he sees an open lane. That's when he'll start to hit it and go. Um, had some solid numbers, but didn't really blow you away in his sophomore season last year. Um, 3,014 yards, only had 19 touchdowns, so definitely want to see that go up. Um, I think it's the Baylor offense, you know, they, they don't have a whole lot of top-notch powerhouse guys. Um, but nonetheless, you definitely want to see it go up, only through eight interceptions. So if we could see that TD go up, that'd be awesome. Um, but again, 369 rushing yards, seven rushing touchdowns. So he could definitely do it on the ground. Um, definitely he 's a fun guy to watch um I, as I mentioned before we started recording. I was doing some research um a couple months ago um, about one of the running backs there. I was just kind of watching some film but as i 've heard other people say, he started to jump off on the jump jump on the screen uh, to me basically started noticing him a little bit more and then started to to dig in a little deeper so when this episode came about, we decided big twelve i I knew he was one of the guys I had to talk about um one thing I did look a little bit more into are the top defenses that he played when he played against oklahoma he uh, he threw fifty nine times that's that 's a lot of passes in a game, but he had a sixty two point seven percent completion rating, three hundred and ninety six yards and two touchdowns with no interceptions. When you go against the top, you know it is the big twelve I will say that, so obviously defense is is not a top priority. But Oklahoma being one of the top teams in that in that conference, you know, those are some solid numbers. And even against Texas, he went 20 of 38, 245 yards with a touchdown, no interception. So definitely took care of the ball there. Um, had some other games and then some poor games, though. And, and I'll be honest, I, I don't know if it was injuries or if it was just the play calling or what happened, but against West Virginia, <laughs> he went one for eight. He went one for eight with three interceptions. Yeah. So he has those moments where he he is not a ready-to-go quarterback in the NFL right now if he was to get you know if he comes out next year and you know gets drafted he is not a guy that you will put in right now and have him as your starter he is not that guy he is one as we've said before to to sit behind a quarterback learn from them learn how the NFL works learn the speed of the NFL it's way faster um just learn learn as much as you can before get getting thrown in there so he is not that plug and play right now first overall pick get him in there he's he's not that at all not definitely not trying to say that but he has potential and i absolutely love what i can see as long as he can continue to progress this year and see what we get from him i, I think he can be a a capable nfl quarterback um here here in a couple years obviously
1: yeah, I agree as well. Um, <clears throat> knew, knew very little about Charlie Brewer before I, I did some research on the guy, but uh, a few things that stuck out. I do think that he needs to work on the fumbles. That kind of bothers me a little bit, but I think as time progresses, those get better. I actually watched him play. I watched the play of the bowl game against Vanderbilt, which actually was very impressive. He had 348, uh, three, 384 yards through the air, two touchdowns and a pick, but he also had 109 yards on the ground and 16 carries and a touchdown. Like He looked really good in that bowl game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Um, the big things that kind of stick out for me, um, for him, is uh, his red zone work. Um, in the red zone, he does ha- he does have a lower completion percentage in the red zone. But 10 touchdowns, one pick, um, That's that to me stands out more than anything because that's where you need to protect the ball. That's where you need to make sure that you're not throwing picks or throwing bad passes, which you can also equate the bad completion percentage ratio there to maybe he threw the ball away. You know what I mean? You never know. You can't, right. unless you break it down 100%, which pass for pass for pass, which I obviously didn't do, but... Ten touchdowns, one pick in the red zone, you don't get much better than that. I mean, I, I love that. And then you brought up, I mean, seven touchdowns on the ground. That's nice. I mean, he's not your prototypical, prototypical runner, but, I mean, he had seven games last year. We had ten or more carries. You know what I mean? So, And I know carries are a little bit different in college than they are in the NFL. That's something I'm still trying to figure out. What is what? Because, I mean, if you look at the game against Oklahoma, he had 11 carries for negative 20 yards. So I'm still trying to equate all of those things in there. But at the same time, I mean, he had a couple – he had four three games four games where he went over 50 yards rushing on the ground, which is very impressive to go with, you know, the 19 touchdowns. I would like to see, obviously, like you said, with the turnovers is a big thing. I think he had like 15 or 16 total turnovers, yeah. which is which is hard to watch. But at the same time, I mean, you're talking about a kid that – you know, he doesn't have his—that's the big thing that really—it's hard for me sometimes to look at a, a Tua and say, look, all right, he's playing with the cream of the crop. So is he good because he's playing with the cream of the crop? Or is like a Charlie Brewer—can could, could we put Charlie Brewer on Alabama and he he be as good as Tua? You know what I mean? It's It's hard to compare some of these guys because I don't feel like it's necessarily the— in the, the most advantage of playing with a Baylor. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, he wasn't as good to go play at Alabama. I understand that. But I would love to see some of these guys. I mean, you, you you touched on a lot of things. I mean, he did have his ups. He had his downs. You know what I mean? But that's that's what you're going to get out of a guy at a Baylor. I mean, I do agree with you 100% that him sitting him sitting down for a little while and and then coming, you know what I mean? Then that'd be perfect for him. You know what I mean? That, that to me, is, is ideal for him 100% because – I think that he, he can be a good quarterback. I, I really do.
0: I completely agree with you. And, and and like you said, you know, red zone, red zone worked that he had 10 touchdowns, one interception. That's phenomenal. And the completion percentage was low. And again, that's actually where when watching the film, I saw a lot of um, the basically he puts the ball where only his guys can catch it. So. Obviously, when you watch a highlight film, it's always the touchdowns, but it's also you got you to gotta take into consideration when he's throwing it to where only his guys can catch it. He probably did overthrow him, you know, and again, sure. to your point, he probably did just throw him away, which, again, that that's not always a bad thing. Yeah, the numbers are going to look worse than what they are um, or what they really were, I should say, because it was basically, hey, I'm about to get sacked. I'm going to throw the ball away as opposed to taking a 10-yard loss, so, you know— it, it, I love looking at numbers. Um, absolutely love looking at the rankings of it as well. But then those completion percentages, there's some some gray area there as well. Because like you said, it could be easily a, a thrown away ball, but that's technically an incompletion. So, but yeah, like you said, I, I, I agree with all the the feedback you had said and all the numbers you threw out as well about him.
1: Yeah, and the next thing I'm going to dive into is uh, <laughs> technically it's Chuba Hubert, but I'm going to go with Chubby Hubbard because I think it sounds cooler. Um... <laughs> Three-star recruit out of Sherwood Park, Canada. Uh he was 23 ranked uh running back in his class, number 1 out of Alberta. 6'1", 207. I like his size. I think he could beef up a little little bit. But uh diving into his diving into his numbers, look. I, this guy, I kind of fell in love with him a little bit. And I know that I uh, stoops. I know I've been saying that I've been falling in love with a lot of guys lately, okay? And uh-huh. I understand that. But this guy was truly he went on a tear. Justice Hill got hurt. We all know that. You know what I mean. So weeks one through seven, he only had 26 carries. When Justice Hill went down, this man went on a absolute tear. Absolute tear is a beautiful thing. to a beautiful thing to watch. He had three huge games against the Sooners, Mountaineers, and Missouri. And just like we talked about earlier. I mean, the Sooners, they're easily the best team. They were the best team in this conference last year. 22 carries, 104 yards, and three touchdowns. Five catches, 49 yards out of the backfield. It's a beautiful. This guy is a dual threat, and actually he does do some kick returns too, which 23 kick returns, 510 yards, average 22 yards a clip on the kick return as well. So this guy is getting it done on every aspect of the game, and I love watching him because he's so dynamic. He's very, very dynamic, and it's something there's not a lot out in the world about Chuby. you know what I mean. So, it, it, it's you know diving into some of these stats. He didn't get the rolling. He still managed. He didn't get rolling till week eight. Still managed a twenty percent market share in total yards for the entire team, which is very impressive. He had twenty-four carries in the red zone, resulting in six touchdowns. Also had six targets, four catches, and a receiving touchdown as well in the red zone. This guy averaged six yards a clip. I mean, it, it was a beautiful thing. I mean, this guy's got a lot of potential. And I think that, like I said, I mean, he's a dual threat back that I'm really looking forward to. That I would love what he's going to produce in year two is going to be very, very key on where we see his career trajectory moving forward.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And and one thing that whenever you'd mentioned you were gonna talk about him, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, why well, is that Oklahoma State? That's a pass heavy offense. You yep. know, he's just it's a running back. But when you looked at the numbers, and I wish I would have kept him on here, I, I I for some reason erased him. They actually ran the ball more than they passed it. Um obviously you've only got one guy essentially throwing the ball and you can have upwards of mm-hmm. however many you want running the ball. Sure. So I get that it's 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 a little bit skewed there, but they actually did run the ball quite a quite a quite a lot, and um, one thing I really noticed when watching some film on him, and I was actually able to find specific games, which was nice. He's a very good pass blocker. Yep. Um, he he can pick it up. He sees where the guys are coming from, and there was actually one where, obviously, quarterback drops back. He's there ready to block for him. Um, a corner actually came around the end, and he literally looped all the way around to make the block. So he sees it, and he's able to get out there and make those blocks. So that's huge when you make it to the next level because there have been some some top-notch and, um, running backs coming out of college who could easily jump in and be a starter but they can't pass block so a lot of times they get overlooked or they just get passed up on the depth chart kind of thing until they fix that so um another thing as you said he he's a dual threat guy out of the backfield he he catches the ball very very well and as long as the ball is thrown well to him it's just smooth transition and his speed can just get him around and get him where you need where he needs to go um and as you said Justice Hill was there last year so that took a lot of the carries away from him so with Justice Hill being gone I would expect a huge year um out of Hubbard this year and I I'm just excited to see what he can do and hopefully Oklahoma State as a whole you know can can be they're not going to be one of the top notch teams um don't expect that from them but hopefully they can start to click they do they'll have a new quarterback coming in I don't think they've named who the starter will be maybe they have and I just missed it but it's Drew Brown or or Spencer Sanders um drew brown has college experience he's a transfer from um hawaii he's a grad transfer so he's at least seen the field so that i think would help hubbard as well as getting some some more pass catches out of the backfield and at least keep the defenses honest you know hey this guy has played college ball before so we got to keep him honest especially at hawaii where they do pass the ball a a lot um but yeah everything you had said about hubbard is is spot on and i'm very very excited to see what he can do this year in that in that offense
1: yeah the other thing that I really like about him being a returner is sometimes whenever you're coming down to the uh when you're coming down to roster cuts, you know what I mean in the NFL if you're a returner, you're almost guaranteed that slot so you know Hubbard's not going to be your you know he might not be the first back off the board he might be mm-hmm. the sixth or seventh, but he's going to stay on a roster just for his returning ability alone, and that's going to keep him on you know NFL rosters in the future so I really like Hubbard and i I, I like to see what he, we're going to see from him in a uh, year or two
0: i completely agree with you
1: what you got for us next Bubba?
0: next guy that i have here so as you have said every week you say i fall i love i love this guy i'm falling in love with this guy i found my new guy well i think i found my new guy i absolutely fell in love watching watching this guy play running back out of kansas puka williams <laughs> you gotta love him because of the name you gotta love him at least for that um he was a four-star prospect coming out of high school ninth um all purpose back coming out, number 20 ranked running back in his class, number six in the state. Um, 5'10, 170, so a little bit on the light side for weight. So hopefully he can put some on there. But dude's fast. He He's super fast. Um, he's actually a very strong runner for his size um, and very agile as well. He's hard to take down. He's got amazing start stop ability. When he plants that foot, he just, it's almost like he's, he's a, just, he's like disappearing. It's like he's here. And then he's over on the you know five yards over already, and he's past you. So, yep. it, just watching him him play was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and to t- to to jump back to the high school side of things, he had a phenomenal senior year. Again, when you're a top notch running back, receiver, quarterback, whatever it may be at the high school level, you're going to have those numbers. Well, he broke the. Um, Louisiana single season rushing record for for high school, three thousand one hundred and sixty yards on three hundred and sixteen carries. He averaged ten yards a carry, thirty-seven rushing touchdowns, eight receptions, 169 yards, and a touchdown. So the receiving aspect didn't have a whole lot there, but over thirty one hundred rushing yards as a senior in high school. That that's not that just that's that's crazy to me. That is just crazy numbers. Those are video game numbers, truthfully.
1: It really is. He looked, um, like a, he looked like a video game guy in that game against Oklahoma. I, I know you're going to touch on that as well, but I just wanted to throw that out there while you were talking about video game-like mm-hmm. ability. It was absurd.
0: And that was exactly the next thing I was going to say was basically the, the best play that I saw out of his highlight film, out of any, any game footage I was able to find, aside from a highlight so you see more of it, but the best play that I saw that I, I had to watch it three, four, five times. It was against Oklahoma. He caught the pass at the line of scrimmage. A guy was on his back. He broke that tackle, ran into three other guys, broke all of those tackles, and then still gained nine yards. So you say, yeah, well, it was a nine yard game. He broke three to four tackles (laughs) and just got away from everyone. It was just, it was an unbelievable play to watch. I absolutely loved it. Um, Top games, you know, Central Michigan, again, not a top-notch defense there, but only 14 rushing attempts, 125 yards, two touchdowns um, against TCU. Um, kind of a lower game, but um, 11, 11 rushing attempts, only had 33 rushing yards, but seven receptions for 102 receiving yards and two touchdowns. So that right there does speak. He can do both sides of it. He can run the ball. He can um, he can catch out of the backfield. And, again, he is fast. Um, breakaway speed, a lot of them that I was seeing, he was, guys were close to him, you know, they're yards, two yards away, and he's pulling away from them. And again, at the college level, everyone's fast, you know, yeah. it, and he's pulling away from these guys. And a thing that I went a little bit more in depth, and obviously, so Les Miles is the head coach there now. He's in Kansas. Obviously, SEC style of play, Big 12 style of play, totally different. But I was very interested to see how the running backs under Les Miles performed. Um, so I looked at that and basically I, I've got fifteen years worth. So, but he was at Oklahoma State for camp. Uh, um, when he was at Oklahoma State as the head coach there, sorry. And then he was at LSU. So all those years, I'm not going to go through and list every single guy and their stats. I just did an average of basically the top running backs of each season. So the top for the last fifteen years of that coaching career, there 196 rushing attempts. 1,053 rushing yards, 12 rushing touchdowns, 13 receptions, 117 receiving yards and 0.7, you know, receiving touchdowns. So let's just round that up to one. But essentially, those are the averages of the top running back. If, if he can average those numbers, to me, that's a pretty solid career. And you got to think he's going to have a little bit higher on the reception side. We don't know. We'll see. But overall, those are very solid numbers, in my opinion, for, for a running back. Um, and then the other piece that I saw kind of listed on, on one of the the sites that I had found under a less miles, um, offense, he, when, when the quarterback throws the ball less than 25 times, they were 44 and seven. When they throw the ball 30 plus times, they were four and seven. Wow. So you know, again, the Sec, the Big Twelve, totally different styles of play. And he's going to have to adjust to that. Les Miles is. So we'll see how that works. And and am I saying that Puka is going to come out because Les Miles, you know, is the head coach? Is Puka going to be this top notch, number one overall guy? No, not necessarily. But just looking at these numbers and what Les Miles has done with the running backs that he's had, I think that does speak volumes for what Puka can, can be capable of and what he can do under a Les Miles run, run offense or, you know, team.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. There's a few things that kind of stick out. He's also actually a returner as well. I'd like to see him, yes. you know, 11, 11 returns, 246 yards. He actually averages a 22 yards a clip on the returns, which is actually beautiful. My favorite, my favorite fun fact about Pookie, other than his name, obviously, is that he threw a touchdown pass against Oklahoma as well. You did forget he about did. the touchdown pass, okay? That's, he did. <laughs> he actually has two attempts, in his, he had two attempts last year, which is funny. They, they find ways to get this guy the ball, period. Eight of 11 games, he had over 100 total yards. Like you said, in that game against Texas Christian, yeah, he was he was he had a bad game on the ground, but made up for it seven catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns. Like, what? Like, just because the guy has a bad game on the ground doesn't mean he's gonna have an overall bad game. This guy is unbelievable to watch. And the dual threat running back that's that's the key to going into the next level now, you know what I mean? If you can't catch the ball it's going to be harder and harder for guys to find jobs in the NFL because they want guys that can be on the field for three downs. That The up-tempo pace of the NFL has gotten faster. It is. It's a scoring league. We all know that. We've all seen that. And these guys transitioning from one to the other, obviously it's hard as is. But if you're capable of doing two or three things, and by three, I mean the kick return as well. And just like we talked about with with Hubbard is if you're capable of doing these three things, you're more than likely going to get a job and you're going to stay on a team, whether it's the second running back, whether it's the third running back. I do say there's one thing of concern with me with Pookie is his attitude. He did get suspended for a game. um, He did this game. I, I hope that's nothing to red flag about. Maybe it's a learning lesson. Maybe it is. And you know, I don't know the whole entire story behind it obviously. I didn't really dive into it. I did see that he was suspended. So that's a little bit of a concern. Hopefully we can get he can get past that obviously. But you know, that could, that could that's a that's something that could hold him back, you know what I mean, for sure 100%. But outside of that, this this kid's unbelievable. I mean, he really is. He's just he's so fast. He's so athletic. He's his versatility make him a it's just the spread offense is a big thing. You know what I mean? It is. Period. You know what I mean? The spread offense it's happening and you want fast guys this guy you could put him out in the uh you could put him out as wide receiver and it doesn't matter this is one of those things that I love about what they do with him is they get him the ball and let him make plays. And that's and that's what you got to do. When you, when you have these small little fast guys, you know, no, he doesn't have your ideal size that you want out of a guy. But, I mean, look at Darren. You know, Darren Sproles has played in the league for, what, 15, 16, I don't remember how many years now. He's a little guy. I think
0: he's going about 45 years or so. Exa-
1: exactly. You know what I mean? He's been in the league for a long time, but he's been in the league for a long time for a reason. Why? Exactly. He could catch the ball, he could run the ball, and he could do kick returns. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, again, I don't, I'm not going to tell you that Pookie's going to turn into Darren Sproles. But Pookie's good. I like him. I like the talent. He's raw. He's got a great ability. And he's super, super ridiculously fast. And watching him run by some of these guys, you're right. Because, you know, sometimes people are like, you know, it's faster in the NFL. And it is faster in the NFL. But there's a lot of guys in college that don't make it to the NFL are really, really fast. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of jobs in the NFL. But there's right. some guys in college that are really fast. And Pookie just, he flies right by those guys.
0: He absolutely does. And one other thing, as you said, they they look for ways to give him the ball. He had um, total yards from scrimmage. Basically, he had 1,414 yards. That's 41.8% of the total yards from the team. Right. He had over 40% of the yards alone. The next closest was um, Stephen Sims Jr. at 16.8. So they gave Puka the ball. They let him do what he does best and just make plays.
1: And just, that's crazy to, to the me. the end zone. It's crazy to me because, I mean, that's... He didn't even have a game where he had 20 rushing attempts. You right. You know what I mean? But still, they managed... He still managed 41% of the... That's that's absurd for me. That just blows my mind.
0: It, it, it's... I, I... And again... I. You know, I've heard the name, I, I, you know, and around the Debbie community. I've heard people talk about him, but I've never taken the time to kind of watch the film anything up until, you know, not too long ago. And, man, I wish I would have looked sooner. I wish I would have looked sooner because this dude's phenomenal. He's fun to watch. If you haven't watched him, go watch him. He's yeah. fun.
1: His tape is fun to watch as well. I agree 100 percent because, like I said before, I, the only thing that the first thing I looked at whenever I saw his name was just, you know, I was like, that's, that's a fantastic <laughs> name. You know what I mean? So I'm all in. You know what I mean?
0: But absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited for what I'm excited for year 2 with this guy. I really am. 100%. The next guy we're going to talk about is CD Lamb out of Oklahoma. He's 6'2, 189, four-star recruit out of Richmond, Texas. The few things let me let label out right off the back. He's got great speed that he can easily beat DBs over the top, which I absolutely love. One minute you see him, one minute he's gone. He's got great footwork, which I really love in receivers because Whenever he catches that ball, he can make the moves in order to break tackles and, and, and get the extra yards that you're wanting out of him. This is one crazy thing that I found out. I, I did I did my best to be a stoop here. I found out that in 2016, he had 2,000 receiving yards, 2,000-plus receiving yards in high school. He's one of only four other kids in Texas high school football history to do so. And that impressed me. You know what I mean? 2,000 yards for a kid catching the ball in you know, high school it is absurd steeps
0: absurd absolutely and, and not to interrupt you but I was actually watching some 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 footage on him obviously and I came across an interview and they asked the question because I guess because you know Theo Weiss and and, and Hasselwood and you know all these other types of uh, receivers that are on the team whatever a lot of them are from Texas and they asked him what is it about Texas and and the way it you know, molds you as a receiver. And he basically just kind of looked at him and had that smile. And he said, it's just Texas high school football. It's like, if you want to be the best, you got to, you got to, you got to beat the best. So to speak to that, like, it, it's just, it, it's just the way his mind works like yeah. to go out there and just dominate every night.
1: And the crazy thing about it is, is like we were just literally talking about it off the air about how competitive Texas high school football is. Mm-hmm. So not only to be, you know not only to play Texas high school football it's it's just like it's dang near like playing in you know college practically you're playing in front of a lot of people but not only to play in that style but to be so successful is absurd 2000 plus receiving yards is absurd um in two soon, in two suit in two seasons with the Sooners he amassed 111 catches 1965 yards and 18 touchdowns he's averaging 17 yards a clip um when you watch this guy on film, it's truly just it's unbelievable folks I, there's there's not a whole lot not to like about this guy he improved his stats for oh year over year. He had four more touchdowns than he did the year before, and yeah, he played in one more game, but that's all right but um thirteen red zone targets, five of them he caught for touchdowns um forty five percent of his catches went for fourteen plus yards, which I absolutely love what sixteen of those catches were over twenty one yards he's a deep play. You know, deep play, deep playmaker, obviously, as well. I would like, there's one, there's one thing that I, that about CD Lamb that I, I, I would like to see, I would like to see him put on a little bit of weight. And I know that sounds weird talking like that. I swear it does. I mean, it, it does, but d- diving into these college guys, it's, you have to look at something that's going to be successful in the NFL. And for me, he is just a little bit smaller than I like. He's 189 pounds, but he's 6'2. You know what I mean? He's got exactly. a good size. So even if he gets up to like 200 pounds, because they hit harder in the NFL, they do. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you get hit harder. You know what I mean? So you're not going to be able to. He's got great hands. You know what I mean? I love his hands. So in the NFL, you're going to get hit, hit harder. So I would like to see him put a little bit more meat on the bone so I don't, you know, he doesn't get hurt. You know, I'm not saying he's, he's not. He's not injury prone or nothing like that, but I like for that case. I would like to see that. But he had a couple huge games last year. One against Texas, he went six for one sixty-seven in a touchdown. The game against Alabama, he had eight catches, one hundred ninety yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was great in that game. He catches the ball. He just he just does, and I love the way he. I love the way he does. I mean, he had twenty-five of his targets on first down. He's three hundred sixteen yards on on first down. It's I love it. I love watching this kid play. I think that he's got. Uh, he's got a little bit more room for growth, which is kind of insane considering he's coming off a year where he caught sixty-five balls for eleven hundred fifty-eight yards and eleven touchdowns. Like, mm-hmm. but I see gro- I see room for growth there. I really do, And see- I-, I really liked digging into him a little bit. Like I said, I mean, there's just a few small things that if he works on, he's gonna be a. He's gonna be a. He's gonna be a playmaker in the NFL. He really is. I, I don't have a doubt about it. He might not be your number one receiver. He might not even be number two, but I really could see this guy fitting into some offenses in the NFL and really succeeding at the next level. He's somebody I'm really keeping an eye on, and I really like heading into uh, this upcoming season.
0: I completely agree. And and like you said, he may not be your number one, two, three guy, whatever the case may be, you know. But I so from what I I remember, and I'll get back to some, some stuff I have to say about him, but with Debo Samuel, for example, when he came out, A few people here and there were talking about him. You know, yeah, he's going to be great. He's going to be great. And then as they started watching him through the combine and through, you know, the draft process in general and the now preseason, people are loving Debo. I think the same thing could happen with CeeDee Lamb to where it's just like people know him. They have heard everyone talk about him. But they're not necessarily, let's say, completely sold on him for whatever reason. Exactly. And then I think it's going to start to come. I think he's going to be that one that starts to climb up people's boards and they're going to start to be like, man, I, I got to get him. And then they're going to start taking that, you know, in the first round of the, the rookie drafts, so, assuming he even comes out because he is um, he's, he still could technically go back for one year after this one. I don't see that happening. Um, but nonetheless, i um, it was number two on the team in basically scrimmage yard distribution, and he was behind Marquise Brown, who is is now gone. Exactly. Um, that's the, that I forgot was, to
1: bring that up. I mean, that's twenty five percent of the uh, scrimmage yards that are now gone.
0: Exactly. And then dominator rating, he was number one. I'm sorry, he was number two behind Marquise Brown. So the fact that Brown is gone now opens up so much more. He's he's the number one guy there. He is one hundred percent, no question, the number one guy in Oklahoma. And and I, I sent you the video of it when I was watching some <laughs> film on him. He had an absurd one-handed catch. They did call him out of bounds, but I don't care. It shows <laughs> his athleticism. He just he, – I don't even know how high he got off the ground. He, it was unreal. Just one-handed, palmed it, and he even got a foot down. He was probably an inch, two inches. Um, obviously, I don't know because I wasn't that close to it, <laughs> but he was – he almost came down in bounds, and it was just unbelievable, that athleticism. I will and say this. I, was watching, I, I, don't mean
1: to, I don't mean to interrupt you, Steve. You're good. That, what's up? That, when he caught that, I swear to it looked just like, I mean, you remember the Angels in the Outfield movie? I, I yeah. swear to you, it looked like somebody, like one of those, like, it's just like in that, somebody picked him up. I, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I mean, he had to have gotten three foot, feet off the ground. Like, it was, if he would have been in bounce, that would have been the most impressive catch I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, I, it, I can, kind of hands yes. down. So what we're
0: saying is, um, if you have not watched it, it was the UCLA game. So hell, you can go watch his his highlight films, and it's on there. It was an incomplete pass, and it's on there. Exactly. So we recommend going to watch that. But <laughs> on watching so many of his other other films that they have out there, he was wide open, and I'm talking like nobody within ten to fifteen yards. And and, and how do you leave someone like this wide open? But yes. I mean, he's there. He he's he's got the moves. He he is able to to sell people. I'm cutting across the middle. No, I'm not. And he just jukes back outside, and he's gone and, and wide open. The one thing, the only thing, and it's not even him that I'm concerned about, is the quarterback play. We know Jalen Hurts is there, but when he was at Al- Alabama, his best season, he only had 2,500 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, nine interceptions, which, you know, again, is fine. But Jalen Hurts has never been known as a true on pass quarterback however at Alabama you kind of don't need to be I guess and he did run the ball a lot he had 949 rushing yards 13 rushing touchdowns so he brings both sides uh, you know to the to the game there so he can throw the ball when he needs to he runs the ball very very well I do think though his playing style will change a little bit, um, basically being under Lincoln Riley over there at Oklahoma. So I do think he will throw the ball more. And I, I think he's got enough weapons there. Again, those freshman receivers that they brought in are just going to be studs. Um, but I do think that Jalen will um, progress and get a little bit better in that passing side. But that's the only thing that kind of worries me about him this year. Now, that being said, NFL landscape, you know, getting drafted he's a can't miss i in my opinion he, I agree he's the guy you want to get so from a college standpoint if you do any fantasy sports you know um you know fantasy leagues with college players that would be the one thing that i would kind of worry about with cd lamb but again that's not him if they just give him the ball he's going to do what he needs to do
1: 100 percent agree who do you got for us next oops?
0: next guy that i've got on here is um true freshman actually so we don't have any uh College, you know, film per se. We've got some spring games, but um, we don't have any type of stats or anything like that. But Jordan Whittington, running back out of Texas, he was actually so he was listed as a receiver in high school. He was an athlete in the in the rankings. He played a lot out of the Wildcat in high school. He was a safety. Um, but his main, main position in high school was a wide receiver. But when he got to Texas, um, that was the plan. The plan was to have him at receiver, but then they, I believe one of their, their running backs, I think their second string guy, um, got hurt or something happened. Um, so they needed to build a little bit of depth. there, basically at the running back position. So they transitioned him to running back and they have been saying nothing but phenomenal things from him. Uh, basically coming out of camp and coming out of, you know, the spring game, all that he had 12 carries, 62 rushing yards, four receptions and 27 yards. And, you know, in those spring games, they're not going to play you every snap, every minute, you know, they, they they're finding out what they have. So to, to, to do what he did on those limited carries and those limited plays on the field is just phenomenal at the, at the spring or the spring game, Um, especially at the university of Texas, where they just continue to bring in top notch guys. But when he his senior season at Cuero High School in Texas, um, and this kind of shows that he was just used everywhere. Thirty-one rushing attempts, five hundred and twelve yards, rush, uh, nine rushing touchdowns. He had a sixteen point five yards per carry. Forty-six receptions, nine hundred and five receiving yards, twelve receiving touchdowns, nineteen point seven yards per catch. In the Texas 4A State Championship game, he broke the UIL state record, which was previously held. By one, Eric Dickerson and Jonathan Gray. They have basically they had 325 rushing yards. He finished with 334 rushing yards, 43 receiving yards, so 377 total yards, six touchdowns, five of them rushing, which tied the state championship record uh, for most rushing touchdowns in, in a state championship championship game. And as I said, he played safety. He had 11 tackles. So basically, he was the offensive and defensive MVP of that state championship game. Just watching him play. And again, we have said this before, high school level, college level, they are different. I understand that. But this dude is an athlete, which is why he was classified as one coming out of high school. So um, amazing change of direction. You know, he's, he's, he is able to, to fake people out, juke them, spin jump whatever you need him to do he does it all and again he's a great catcher he he is a great hands catcher he played receiver so he understands how that works and the fact that he played the defensive side so well he understands where guys are essentially going to go where they're going to be what their tendencies are now everyone plays differently so he's not going to understand them at a personal level but he understands the game well enough on the defensive side to know for the most part this is where the hole is going to be that's where i've got to get or whatever the case may be. Fights for extra yards. He's just a tough, tough guy. He's six foot one ninety eight. So as you had mentioned, being with with, with uh, CD Lamb, how you would like to see him put on a little bit more weight because he is six two. Jordan's six foot one ninety-eight. So to me, at that height, I think that's essentially what you would like. So he's got the the force behind his runs. He's physical with it, and he's just patient as well, which is which is phenomenal. So he doesn't just automatically run straight into the back of his offensive lineman. He waits for it. He sees what he needs to see, and then he goes. So he is projected to be the number two running back on the depth chart right now. Behind, of course, Keontae Ingram. He's the starter. Um we, we we've known that, you know, coming into this season. But to come in as a true freshman and automatically have I I shouldn't say automatically, but have worked your way up to that number two on the depth chart is, is just insane to me. And I I, you know it. I am not a Texas Longhorns fan. I'm a Texas a fan. But as I've gotten deeper into this, into Devi, I've kind of gotten away from that rivalry. I guess you could say they haven't played in a while. But this Texas team, I think, is going to be phenomenal this year. And And I can't wait to see what Jordan Whittington does this year.
1: Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Obviously, there's there's not a lot of things that you can find out about this guy. You you touched on pretty much everything that we can about Whittington. And to be honest with you, I, I was looking up some stuff. This is some of the stuff that I came across. I, I think uh, their, their quarterback, Sam Ellinger, yeah. I think he's going to help Whittington. I think they're going to be fantastic together because, you know, he's a dual threat quarterback. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. only going to help Whittington in the long run because, obviously, you got the option. You've got the other things that they're going to do. I I was looking at some stuff and I realized Herb Street has him as his number one true freshman coming into the year. Um, I didn't know that, and that's all of in all of college. Herb Street has him, and I, actually, actually, there's a lot of teams that are high, or a lot of people that are high on this Texas team that think yeah. they could go far. You know, go far this year. I do like the you know Whittington. He you know he plays for the best college school in Texas. So I mean, I really huh. like. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's a dual threat running back, and, and you're right. He might be second in the depth chart, but my favorite thing about talking about this guy is this: is this guy is somebody that should be on your radar. Mm-hmm. You know, not it's he's not coming out this year. He's not coming out next year. He's coming out what 2022? I believe it would be right. So, that's when he'd
0: be eligible, yeah.
1: So well, that's when he's out. You know what I mean? So it's somebody that we're trying to sit here and tell you, look this guy needs to be on your radar and and I'm telling you what this guy has got some talent he's everything i love about a running back and and the thing that you touched on and you 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 hit it right on the head his size is perfect six six foot one, is he, i got six foot six six one six foot it doesn't matter one ninety eight yeah. he's that perfect size because you know what that's the exact weight that CD Lamb, I think, would be perfect at, right around that 200-pound mark. So this guy can take a hit. But I just love that he's a dual threat. I think that he's going to play, even second on I think he's going to play a big role in this offense heading into the season. And he's going to if they succeed this year, we're going to hear a lot about why Whittington was part of the factor of why they succeeded.
0: I completely agree. And I, I've even gone on, on record um, telling my friends, telling Twitter, telling whoever um, – in the Big 12, um, it's going to come down to Oklahoma and Texas. The, one of those two is going to win the Big 12. I do believe it. Now, is Jordan Whittington going to be the reason? No, not necessarily. But like you said, he's going to play a factor into why this team is so good. I think Texas is going to be the one that comes out and wins the Big 12. And, and potentially, if they do that, um, they're going to make the playoffs. you got to think they would. Oh, I because it, it, even if they split it with Oklahoma, you know, they let's say they lose during the regular season, but they end up winning the Big 12 championship. I think that's enough to push push them into that playoff, um, you know, discussion. So I think Texas comes out and wins this year, the Big 12. Um, but I do think Whittington's going to have a, a pretty large factor in that. Not the whole reason, but definitely a large factor in why that happens.
1: I totally agree 100%. The last guy that we're going to throw out here is Jalen Rhaegar. Uh, TCU's wide receiver, four-star recruit out of Waxa. Uh, yep, Waxahachie, Waxahachie. Yeah, Waxahachie, Texas. Um, <laughs> yeah. I tried my best. I was really like I was like studying this. I mean, you don't understand. I was really studying, and obviously you being from Texas, I figured you'd like knock it out of the ballpark. But um, I like Rigger. Five eleven, one eighty-five. Uh, to me, he's like Lamb. Um, he's a home run threat over the top. He's, he's, he start, his stop and start is some of the most impressive that I've ever seen from anybody at his size and the way he's able to do that on the football field. Obviously, you'll hear me probably say that a couple times, but as I watch each one of these guys, I get more and more enamored by them. Um, he's very slippery. Um, and when he catches the ball, he's very slippery. So whenever he, he can break tackles or make guys miss relatively easy, he's got excellent footwork. His, it, it's, watching his you know, watching his footwork on film is actually beautiful because the one thing I love about this guy the most is this. He he can play outside and he can play in the slot. Not a lot of guys his size are exactly, you know, he's 5'11", 185. He's not super big, you know what I mean? But he, he plays in the slot. He's willing to get in there. He's, when you play the slot, you're going to get hit, period. That's, that's the Absolutely. point of what I'm saying. So you're going to get hit. But the way he's able to cut and dead stop and then go the other way, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. I, I love watching him. He makes this great – he's a great run after the catch playmaker, period. Um, he's not the big – like I said, he's not the biggest guy, but the little receivers are on a massive trend, especially in the NFL. There's a lot of little guys, and it's okay. It's not a bad thing. 48 of his 119 targets came on, on first down last year. Well, I love that. I love a guy that they're looking for on the first – you know, when you're throwing the ball, look. He's the number, he's looking, they're looking right at him. You know what I mean? You know, he, 42% of the scrimmage large last year was taken up by this guy. 42%. That stat alone blows my mind. I mean, they're looking for him early and often. 17 targets in the red zone, nine catches, four touchdowns. He had touchdowns of 83 yards and 37 yards. Rushing touchdowns, by the way, folks, I did forget to put up. He had rushing touchdowns of 83 yards and 37 yards last year. He is a threat to, they give him the ball. It's one of those things that I feel like they they don't do this enough, and it, it it infuriates me to be honest with you when I see guys like this. They're so good with the ball. Why not get it in their hands any way you can? And he only he did only have fourteen rushes. But the thing about it was two of those rushes, like I said, eighty three yard touchdown. I watched that play. It was it was amazing. It was purely amazing. It was a beautiful beautiful thing to see. Big thing that I'm big on. Thirty seven thirty seven of his catches first downs. Loved it. He had big games against uh West Virginia. He had big games against Kansas. Um he's he's a playmaker. I mean I, I don't I don't really know what else to say about this guy that, that that can't be you know that haven't already set. I mean eight from eight a plus yards were seventy i think sixty percent of his catches went for eight plus yards you know eight eight to twenty plus yards eighteen percent of them went for twenty one plus yards this guy is is magical to watch i think that he's one of the he's i think he's number five i think the number five receiver right now coming in the future if he comes out this year he's he's ranked number five right now he i don't know i i i like him i like him a lot i mean obviously he led the led the team with the dominator rating last year as well um he had a thousand yards last year easily um what else can you say, Stoops? Like, I, I don't, I'm not 100% serious, man. I love this kid. I mean, I well, love and,
0: him. And, it literally everything... The one thing I was going to mention, you literally just hit on it, that dominator rating, 55.2%. Blew that's, the team that's out huge. of water. The next closest is what? 138 So yeah. the fact that he got the ball for 42% of the yards, 55.2% um, in the dominator rating, like, he didn't leave anything for anybody else. <laughs> like, he is the guy. 119 targets. That that that's just insane. 71 catches. You know, you mentioned all these numbers already. He and he, when he gets the ball and he gets it all over the field. That's the thing is they they don't target him just on the left side or just on the right side no. or just in the middle. Like it's where is he? Okay, cool. Here's the ball. <laughs> exactly. It does not matter where he's at. And he's fast. He's very fast. When he gets it in that open field, he's a playmaker. You just get him the ball and just watch him go. And it's 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 very fun to watch. The one thing that I think. Hurt him, and again he was still phenomenal. Watching some film on it, his quarterback—he and you're going to hear me a lot, and I apologize about this—I I don't try and bring AM to this at all. <laughs> but he, but the quarterback reminded me of Kellen Mond, where when the guy's on, the guy's on, but he's just a game manager essentially, is what the TCU quarterback was last year. You know, he did what he needed to do and got the ball where it needed to go. And that's essentially what Kellen Mund has done at A&M. So it's just, and that was just the first thing that came to my mind, but I think he was hurt a little bit by that quarterback play. Um, and I think that's a, a big reason as to why his catch percentage was only fifty nine point seven percent. Albeit he had a hundred and nineteen targets, so you're <laughs> bound to have some bad passes, some some deflected passes. Even you know they do play. They played some solid um, corners out of Texas, Oklahoma. You know and TCU. Oh, they obviously didn't play there. He's on TCU, dummy. <laughs> um, So I just got into it, but no, it he, they played some 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 top notch corners in that, in that that conference. So. The completion percentage um, or the catch percentage, I think, had a lot to do with this quarter. The quarterback play that was thrown to him. So overall, though, this guy is is Jalen Rakers. I mean, I, again, I'm kind of just fumbling over. I don't know what else to say. Like, you you want to say more, but just watch his film. Just watch him. He's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is exciting, and I did you did touch on that quarterback situation. It's it's unbelievable to think what this kid can do in this style of offense with a. With a game manager, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, and and the game manager got he's doing the right thing. The quarterback's doing yep. the right thing. He's yep. getting the ball in Riker's hand. You know what I mean? That's what that's what yep. the, that's what the what, that's what the call is. You know what I mean? But you put this kid with a pro style NFL quarterback. Oh my god! Like the 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 talent is there. It, the, impossibil- the possibilities with him in the next level are endless. They really are. Like I and I know we've said that, and I'm probably going to say that about ten other guys, but. Each week, as I dive into these guys, whenever I found I was I was going through the list of guys who I wanted to go over, and TCU is not the you know the highest most popular school. I mean, they're probably like the tenth ranked Texas team, you know, right right ahead of yeah. Texas A and M. But you uh, know they exactly. are, <laughs> But um, no, I there's not a lot you cannot like about the guy. Yeah, I mean, he's small. He's you know maybe he could put on a few pounds, but I, I don't even think that. I mean, he's just an unbelievable home run threat that i can truly can't truly wait to see cannot truly wait to see him on that next level i really can't
0: i think he's going to be a a player i think you know and and it's going to be interesting to see how how things play out because again this 2020 class is going to be absolutely stacked top to bottom every position so it's going to be interesting to see because we think you know some of these guys are going to come out but you know some of them are going to say you know what like I'm going to wait a year, you know, because essentially when they talk to whoever they want to talk to, and if they're told, hey, you're probably a mid third round guy, you know, do you want to go out? Do you not? A lot of times they'll say, you know what, I'm going to come back for my senior season and then, you know, go on, go on that way with it. So some of these guys may not even come out, which can hurt them, can really help them. Who knows? But if they, if all of these guys that we think are going to come out, come out in that 2020 class, this, this class is going to be. I think just absolutely stacked, and and it. I'm just very excited to see how everything pans out. Obviously, I'm excited for the college football season. because We get to watch them. That's that's the best part of it all. Hundred percent. But when that when that that draft time comes and we see who declares, I can't wait to see who it is, and we can kind of break down a little bit further. But I, as you said, all of these guys, especially Jalen Rager, C.D. Lamb, and and the other guys we had mentioned, very very excited to see what they do on the field this year.
1: Yeah, it's funny you brought that up, and I wanted to look at it because. Like the big, you know, I just pulled up the first big board I could find, you know, CBS's big board. The top five receivers coming out right now are Jerry Judy, LaVisca Chanel Jr., CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Ragar, and T. Higgins. All five are juniors. You know what I mean? So you go in there, and and, and one of these guys could have a a down year and decide, hey, I'm going back for my senior year because I know I'm going to be the best guy next year. You know what I mean? But that's those five guys, that's a potential to have five. First round receivers fly off the board next year. I really believe that. I really, yeah, really believe all I, those guys I, have the talent I, to come up I to want, in the first round.
0: I 100 agree with you. It, it's it's, and that's why I say like I'm I'm very excited to see who does decide to come out and and if any of them stay. You know, if they have the years that they've been having, I I would assume all do declare and, and go to the draft, but. If for whatever reason one of them decides, two of them decide, you know, I'm going to come back for my senior year.
1: It's only going to elevate out, those other you know? guys. Yeah, it's only going to elevate those other guys. And that's the funny thing about that is that's five guys that we've we've really talked about. I think all five of those guys. But in saying that, like we're, that doesn't even scratch the surface of what potentially some guy that's going to break out this year. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's yep. another layer of guys. Some seniors, you know, Brian Edwards out of South Carolina, Colin Johnson out of mm-hmm. Texas. Those two guys are senior. Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. I mean, he's. They're all ranked in the top ten. Those guys are seniors. You know what I mean. So, you haven't even elevated the play of those guys yet. You know what I mean. So this talent, this 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 draft class is going to be massively loaded with wide receivers one way or another.
0: Well, and you you mentioned like with them being seniors. You know they've got the Senior Bowl over. Where is that, Mobile? Yeah. Um Yep. every year so if those guys you know go to that that senior bowl get the invites whatever the case may be like imagine and and andrew harbaugh he, he works um with coast to coast um i hear him talk about it all the time he's gone to the the senior bowl and and seen that talk to some of these guys they basically the the prospects the the receivers the linemen the whoever mm-hmm. they love that experience they they love the the tools that they learn while they're there and all that stuff. So if those senior receivers that obviously they're coming out, um, do go to that senior bowl and learn something more like that could just, you know, propel them even more. And then when they go to the, the combine and all this stuff. So I'm pumped. I am very yeah. pumped for, for this and everything.
1: Yeah. I'm very excited. And, and the, the best thing, the, the most exciting thing for, I think for us now is we're, we're here, we're here in college football yep. season. You know what I mean? It is, it is upon us we are approaching it and folks we're going to dive in each week we're going to you know recap what we liked and what we loved about the week before and I'm I'm excited. You know what I mean? Cuz we could talk to, we could talk about these guys till we're blue in the face. But mm-hmm. start talking about these guys and then watching them produce week in and week out is going to be a blast.
0: I'm 100% on board and I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah, folks, do us a favor, go over to expandtheboxscore.com. uh com. This I mean the tool that we get, we use week to week is is an amazing tool, and for the cheap price that we're off that, that we're offering this tool, and a lot of the other things, you know, the podcast, and and the, you know, we've got I don't know how many podcasts we got now. We've got basketball covered, we got DFS covered, we got fantasy football covered, we got rankings covered, we got everything covered on this website, all in one. Sp- I think you can get all of your fantasy football, you know, DFS knowledge all off of just this website alone. It's a fantastic site. Check it out. Follow him on Twitter at xtb box score. Follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore, and give the show a follow now at the Debbie Delight. Give the show a follow. We are on there, folks. We're filled in questions all year long. If you have a question about anything, anything college football related, we are we are here for you. We are here to help. We'll gladly answer it on the air or on Twitter, whatever one we come across. It doesn't matter. Hit us up. Give us a follow at The Debbie Delight. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. See y'all later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.